at Jared, we know devotion isn't a once a year occasion. And once the flowers have wilted and the chocolates have disappeared, you'll still want them to know how much you care. Dare to give a gift that lasts this Valentine's Day with our incredible selection of jewelry. From delicate rose gold to bold black diamonds, Jared has hundreds of pieces under $299 and exclusive collections you won't find anywhere else. Shop online or find a store near you at jared.com and dare to be devoted. Welcome to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, presented by Vox DFS Firelines. Now, here are your hosts, Justin. Stefan Gilmore go to the Patriots. Now they let Mike Gillisley go to the Patriots. Are they now just the farm club within their own division? Greg. He's one of these faux leading women. It's like, that's not Angelina Jolie or Jennifer Anderson. It's some girl that I would see at the Circle K. That's kind of Alshon Jeffrey. And Ryan. There is absolutely no reason why O.J. Howard should be drafted before Cameron Great. Uh, welcome to the show today, guys. Today is episode 100. Uh, between the combination of last season's episodes and so far what we have covered in the offseason to getting to now, we are now in triple digits for a show. I am excited for what we have for you tonight. Um, we are live on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, most of those social media channels, we do a live show every night at 9 p.m. A little bit later tonight, the uh, Seahawks uh, and Colts game ran a little bit long. Uh, but we do want to thank you guys for joining uh, us tonight. Tonight's show, we're going to be going over news and notes. There's a lot of huge named injuries uh, so far this week uh, in the uh, in in fantasy football. Uh, and then go over the Kings and Stings, which are the the players that hurt the most and the players that helped the most uh, at every key position outside of kicker and defense because they're not important. Uh, and defense is a wild card. Uh, and then we're going to do a review of the week uh, as a whole. Uh, and hopefully this episode goes as well as the Houston game for Houston. Um, and so uh, getting into it, once again, before we go there, I want to uh, thank you guys for listening and tuning into the show. Uh, please give us a review or rating on iTunes. It really helps out the show, especially here uh, as episode 100 is here. We're going to be sticking around for a long time for you guys. Uh, those ratings and reviews really help us. So uh, getting into the news and notes, the news and notes tonight is brought to you by Playdraft. Fantasy football fans, listen up. If you have fantasy, if you love fantasy football, then you need to be playing on draft. Here's how it works. There's no management. Just set it and forget it. Once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. Uh, draft even takes care of last-minute injuries for you. Drafts start every couple of minutes, so you can join one now. The best part, play for cold hard cash. Drafts start from $1, so there's really a draft for everyone. Uh, use the promo code uh, KSFOOTBALL. That's right. Play real money game just for free by using the promo code uh, SKFOOTBALL. That's SKFOOTBALL. Um, when you enter in the promo code. So we'll get into uh, news and notes kind of to top us off here uh, as the first piece of information coming from 
the last game of the night, uh, Chris Carson was carted off in an air cast tonight, did not return to the sideline. Um, from what I saw of the injury, Chris Carson will be out a very I long time. Uh, the rest of the season, uh, I'm not a doctor, from, but from what I saw, this looks like this could uh, potentially jeopardize career slash parts of next season from what I saw. Um, just an, an unfortunate way to have your leg tangled in uh, on a tackle. Uh, we will definitely uh, be covering who to target um, in the Seattle backfield moving forward, Eddie Lacy did look good in the fourth quarter. Um, and then there's some some other uh, no-namers if you haven't paid attention to the Seattle backfield um, uh, as an individual to move forward. Um, yeah, it looked like it looked like a broken leg for Carson. It didn't look it didn't look like knee. It looked like it looked like leg issue there. Yeah, but the way his ankle strained, the way the knee twisted, uh, I I am not. It could be it could be a lot of anything. It could be a lot of anything. Uh, one thing's for sure: it's uh, whatever it is, it's bad. Yeah. Um, and so, um, with that being said, we'll move on. Um, Odo Beckham Jr. did miss time in the game today. Um, was down on the field in a little bit of pain. Uh, that hurts. We'll eye that one. Um, moving forward, um, Derek Carr left the game. EJ, EJ Manuel came in uh, to finish out the game as the Raiders fall two consecutive games. Um, this one, from what I saw after the game, uh, he should be back and ready for next game. Back spasms are what they are. He did take a knee to his back while also twisting. So there's any number of... of um, just pains, ongoing pains. You're going to need your back. Um, but I don't see any um, issues with him playing next week. Do you? Uh, possibly. Um, you know, it, you know, back issues are always, are always kind of funny and questionable. So we'll see. I think, I think for now you would expect that he'll probably play, but uh, you know, I would be prepared to have another quarterback on your fantasy team ready to go. Uh, and there are some really good rookies. Um, yeah, there's some decent rookies out there. <laughs> Dishon <Deshaun Knight>. Watson. <clears throat> um, how good is Ian Hill's uh, – side note, how good is Ian's uh, – Ian Hill, for those of you who are listening for the first time, is a staff writer here. Uh, but how good is his deep sleeper pick in Deshaun Watson? I didn't think it would be this early. How good is that pick looking right now? Oh, my word. Yeah, him picking Deshaun Watson, us picking Kareem Hunt – who else have we picked this year? That's I mean, five star show right here, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on, the Minnesota Vikings had a number of injuries. Um, the most important one and the most concerning one is Dalvin Cook, who has been an incredible rookie running back this year, um, but more than likely suffered an ACL injury. There will be an MRI tomorrow or. Monday, um, potentially season ending. Um, it's unfortunate. Um, I did not see the play yet uh, of what had happened, but this, this hurts. There is Latavius Murray. There is a backup. Um, but clearly cook was the more talented back there in Minnesota, which is why he, he was the lead there. And so, um, thoughts and prayers go out to him as well as, uh, as well as Chris Carson. Um, Titans quarterback Marcus Mariota uh, was pulled from the game with a hamstring injury. 
uh, and you and I talked about this um, before the show, last year, week 16, Marcus Mariota and um, Derek Carr break their legs on the same day. And ironically enough, today, both leave the game with an injury um, uh, today. And so it's sadly ironic, um, but the Titans got absolutely blown out. So I think that has a lot more to do with why he was pulled. Probably. Plus, um, you have to take care of your, um, your, your, your most important player in Derek Carr for Oakland. Uh, they were struggling even with him in there, and I think they had kind of said, hey, let's make sure he's 100% healthy for next week. Uh, this was going to be a tough game to win anyway, uh, missing Crabtree. Um, Julio Jones and Muhammad Sanu um, missed parts of the game today and the, the latter half of the game, which I think had more to do with why the Bills won today. Um, Partially. But, uh, I mean, they just I, they played tough defense just in general yeah. today. Um, I'm not uh, – I, I am not too fearful of Julio Jones' injury so far. Uh, I think there's some other things um, that you could be more concerned about. But obviously, when you drafted Julio Jones, you had to know that he's going to have some – some bumps and bruises along the way, more than you would have, say, with an Antonio Brown or what was thought before the, the beginning of the season of an o, Odell Beckham Jr. Who, did, who had yet to have any injury issues. Um, Melvin Gordon was active today, but um, struggled a lot um, as he has that knee injury. Um, I think this is a little bit more serious than most because his production has drastically dropped over the last two weeks. We're going to talk about him in the Stings episode here in just a second. Um, but I think this is concerning. Um, what helped the Chargers last year in opening up the offense was the ability to move around uh, Melvin Gordon, run the ball. He was able to catch the ball to the backfield, but really being able to move the ball around was very, very beneficial for him. Um, ben Watson, um, who a lot of people use as a streamer this week. I know I had him as my starting uh, tight end this week because um, I like streaming options or um, very, very undervalued um, tight ends who get a lot of target share in their specified offense. Um, ha- uh, left the game in week four, um, is in the concussion protocol. Um, Thielen, Adam Thielen did leave the game, but did go back in after being evaluated for a leg injury. Um and so that covers the, the most notable names uh, for the injury report other than Devontae Adams, um, who I have not seen an update since the injury. Uh, I do not expect him to play this next week. I don't expect um, him to play for a few weeks. Yeah, me. I do not expect him. Uh, yeah, there's been no report. I think it's one of those things, Devontae Adams owners, you, you still hold him. Um, but um, just wait and see. I think there'll be more information that comes out um, the day this episode airs on Monday, tomorrow, um, that will really be able to tell you a little bit more uh, of what his value would be. And so any other notable uh, news or notes pieces that you think that I have missed so far? I think as far, I think for the most part, we're just kind of covering, we're just kind of covering injuries when we kind of go over kind of what happened throughout the rest of the day. Um, in terms of good and bad performances, we'll uh, we'll figure it out. 
that moves us on to our Kings and Stings segment. For those of you who uh, have uh, just a review of this segment, these are the players who won you your league most likely or the ones who you started and probably cost you your league if they did not play well. So the Kings and Stings uh, segment is brought to you by Vox DFS Firelines. They're on uh, the back here. For those of you who are watching any of the live streams, they're one of our title sponsors. Vox DFS is one of the industry leaders in consulting and providing DFS lines for just about any sport on any platform, MLB, NASCAR, NFL, uh, Major League Soccer, PGA, whether you prefer to play on Yahoo, DraftKings, or FanDuel, Vox has lineup experts to help you pull in cash. Vox consultants will also teach you how to uh, some bankroll management so you learn what contest to play and win so you don't overextend yourself. So go to voxdfs.com today. That's V-O-K-S-D-F-S.com today. Tell you that the guys from Skull King sent you. They will make sure that they take care of you uh, in your DFS needs. Um, getting into kings and stings, we'll start with the quarterback position, uh, and I think this really and uh, realistically is the king of the week, and Deshaun Watson and his performance today absolutely shredding the Tennessee Titans, who have struggled a little bit on defense, um, but throwing or total yards of 307 total yards, five touchdowns, no rookie has done that Um in quite some time. I think uh, hearing today, Fran Tarkington was the last um, quarterback to do that and produce five touchdowns in one game. Um, the next quarterback king that we're going to talk about is Cam Newton. His performance of 360 total yards and four touchdowns against the atrocious New England defense. Uh, I think this performance has more to do uh, with the New England defense being bad more than Cam Newton all of a sudden riding the ship. Um, Cam Newton is still missing his favorite target uh, in Greg Olson. Uh, yes, Kelvin Benjamin was back, but still I think the, the absence of Olson and the absence of him being able to uh, um, effectively run the ball and get out of the pocket because they're going to try and keep him in the pocket. I think this is an outlier for the season. It's good for those who have Cam Newton, um, but I would wait maybe another game before you would expect to see something like this again because New England has been the worst defense in the league by far, no doubt about it. Um, the next king, and we really only cover three, is Andy Dalton. I gave him the lead over here above Eli Manning or or uh, or Russell Wilson because Andy Dalton has absolutely struggled so far in the season, but he's beginning to turn it around. 286 yards today and four touchdown passes. Great performance from him uh, and a great performance to, to really start to bring the season around. Um, moving on to the quarterback stings. These are the ones that really hurt you. Um, starting with Matt Ryan, who struggled playing a very, very good Buffalo Bills defense. 242 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, and a fumble. Um, one of his turnovers did end up uh, being points for the Buffalo Bills, so that really hurt. Um, ben Roethlisberger, 216 yards, one touchdown, one interception. We talk about this uh, anytime someone asks us whether or not you should start Big Ben. The only question you need to ask is, is he home? Is he away? If he's a home, uh, 
If he's playing at home, instant starter. If he's away, look for other options. Um, Matthew Stafford is my other sting of the week just because he threw for 200 yards. He didn't turn the ball over, but he also didn't score. Uh, And so that you were looking to see a little bit more production from him uh, this week. Um, Moving on to the the running backs. Um, From the running back king's perspective, this is really – it's about uh, time. It's about time, realistically, uh, for one of these guys. Um, and and the king of the week, in my opinion. Um, but this really, the top three, these are guys you expect to be here. Lev Bell, 186 total yards and two touchdowns. Todd Gurley, um, who was borderline king of the week two weeks ago, king of the week, or, or a king of the week last week, um, 215 total yards. Um, I love what they're, I love what the Rams are doing and getting Gurley involved in the passing game. Um, not really something he was involved in before McVay got there. Um, but really you, you see the top running backs in the league are involved in all facets of the game. David Correct. Johnson was highly involved in both facets of the game, even though he's out for the rest of the season, but that's typically what you want to see. Lev Bell, same thing. Todd Gurley now getting involved uh, in the passing game with 215 total yards and, and had a 56 or, or 50 plus yard uh, touchdown reception against the beleaguered Dallas Cowboys defense who looks God awful. <laughs> Elliott. I mean, this game was entertaining to watch because you saw Todd Gurley and Ezekiel Elliott really battle it out. And so, um, Love Bell won, Todd Gurley two, Ezekiel Elliott number three with 149 total yards and two touchdowns. Two honorable mentions that I want to mention here. Um, Lamar Miller finally arrived, finally showed up yep. um, in, in getting points. Uh, and then Bilal Powell. Um, I think this should – I mean, realistically, if the Jets are intelligent and now at 2-2 two and two, might have some aspirations of doing something for the rest of the season rather than just losing to lose, doing the quote-unquote suck-for-luck method um, – if they're going to want to win moving forward, they need to start Bilal Powell. What he did today is not something that Matt Forte can do, period. Not anymore, at least. Yeah. And so that covers our, our really our three kings, uh, Lamar Miller and Bilal Powell, obviously being the two honorable mentions. Honorable mentions, yeah. Um, I think, just real quick, about Lamar Miller, I think what really helped him is the fact that Deshaun Watson was able to get the passing game going. So yep. that teams can't just can't just hone in on on the the um, on stopping the run, which they were able to do all last year with Brock Osweiler as the quarterback. Yeah, I think I think one of the other issue, or one of the other benefits was they were ahead. So because last week against New England, they were trailing in most of that game, so they had to throw the ball more. And that's where you saw Dante Foreman get a little bit more involved in the passing game and being able to catch the ball downfield. Um, but they were trailing in that game up until the last couple of minutes where they took the lead and then New England scored with just like 30 seconds left. Um, and so as long as Houston's ahead or tied or close, um, you will see – I think you'll see Lamar Miller. I think he's fixed things. He was, he was a – RB1 last year, though most don't remember that because yeah. of how how unsplashy it was. Like, it yeah. was just like he was consistently... He'd get 100 yards almost every single game, but it was on, like, 
you know, 25 touches. So he was only getting, yep. you know, so. He but had yeah, no it, ups, not plus, really any downs. Yeah. No plus, he was, plus they got him involved in the passing game this, this week. So I think that really helped as well. Because I believe he had one of the receiving touchdowns. Uh, moving on over to the stings. Uh, these ones are the ones that really hurt you. Ty Montgomery, 28 yards, um, left the game because of injury. Uh, Jay Ajayi played the entire game, struggled throughout. Uh, yeah. And then we talked about Melvin Gordon struggling um, for the Chargers. That has me concerned if I'm a Melvin Gordon owner. Um, I know, I think Greg talked about how Melvin Gordon was one of his potential busts in the first round yep. um, early. So that's um, well, on point for what Greg says, but go ahead. Well, I, and with Melvin Gordon, he's kind of been like, like um like Todd Gurley um let me look up real quick just to make sure i have this right let me look up this there we go whoops oh, back i hate it when i do that one too many things to hit um in terms of Todd Gurley while he was very productive today um he find okay today was the first time that he really in terms of averaging yardage per run was over four yards a carry. He's been averaging right in that 3.9, three point, you know, he's been averaging that, that Joik Bell, that Joik Bell range. And I think that, you know, he finally was able to open that up today against, uh, like you said, a God awful Dallas defense for 23, 23 rushes for 121 yards. And then also caught that 50 yard pass. Yeah. As well. Ezekiel Elliott owners can relax now. In the, in the words of Aaron Rodgers, relax. Um, <laughs> wide receiver Kings, DeAndre Hopkins, 10 catches, 107 yards, one touchdown. Uh, we've talked about him uh, being the number one targeted receiver in the league right now um, and finally gets his dues and getting 10 catches, 107 yards, and a touchdown. Um, the next one, Devin Funches. A lot of people thought he was going to be a great pickup. I wasn't seeing it because I, I'm still down on Cam Newton, even after today's performance against the lousy New England defense. But Devin Funches comes in as star number two in the Kings category with seven catches, 70 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, Jordy Nelson, four catches, 75 yards, and two touchdowns comes in at number three with Michael Thomas and Tyrell Williams close, very, very close in terms of overall fantasy points. This week, from the wide receiver perspective, great to see Tyrell Williams um, produce great fantasy numbers this week as he has yet to really hit pay dirt um, so far this season. I, unfortunately, in one of my leagues, dropped him because I have a very, very stacked and deep bench. Want to pick up a little bit more running back depth. And I think even with Tyrell Williams and his move, with what I had, uh, and now more key running back injuries now in week four yeah. to two starters who will more than likely both in, in Dalvin Cook and Chris Carson being out for the rest of the season, make my depth a little bit nicer to have and, and probably get some trade offers. Um, moving on to the ones that stunk or stung Antonio Brown, God, this as, as much as the running back Kings are who you would expect them to be. The running back stings, the wide receiver stings. Or, or sorry, the wide receiver stings are absolutely not who you would expect them to be. And these ones probably annoy you the most. Antonio Brown, four catches, 34 yards. Once again, Roethlisberger on the road. Uh, Julio Jones, three catches, 30 yards. Left the game because of an injury. Um, so that 
you can't necessarily predict, but was playing a tough Buffalo Bills defense. And then uh, the sting of the week in Demarius Thomas, one catch, 11 yards. <laughs> I mean, that hurts the most. Um, Emmanuel Sanders was way more involved in the passing game. Well, to be to be fair, it was a really windy game, and they were trying to focus on keeping the ball on the ground with with uh, with CJ Anderson. Uh, Anderson finished just under 100 yards rushing in that game. Their focus with 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 Vance or with their new coach is to run the ball. Yep. Um, so you know, I don't. I'm not totally surprised by this, but at the same time, you know, one catch for 11 yards. Uh, <laughs> two, two other. I don't want to say dishonorable mentions, um, but two <laughs> other two other mentions here that really hurt. Not necessarily in the top three, but Golden Tate not really doing much against Minnesota, even though he's coming out of the slot. True. And then Brandon Cooks struggled as well today, um, not really producing. But a lot of his points come on those deep targets thrown by by Brady. Well, uh, what people what people forget is that. Um, you know, as far as the the stats on NFL.com were, were concerned, uh, the the Carolina Panthers are one of the top defenses in the league. So they, were, I mean, yeah. you know, they were they were going to stop. They weren't going to you know keep the 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 Patriots from scoring you know at will. But uh, you know, being able to lock down a few guys, especially someone like Brandon Cooks, who had that kind of an issue even with even with um, the high powered offense in uh, New Orleans last year, same thing. So yeah, I think I think familiarity from uh, the Carolina Panthers defense helped uh, as well today. Uh, moving on to the tight end Kings, Tyler Croft, uh, great great game uh, in Tyler Eifert's absence um, from Cincinnati. Six catches, sixty eight yards, two touchdowns. Only tight end to get two touchdowns today. Uh, I put him here. Typically, I don't put someone here who's not owned in any leagues. Uh, but considering in back-to-back weeks, uh, Mercedes Lewis last week, Tyler Croft this week, um, this is why I don't put a lot of value in tight ends or the big namers because you're going to have some random streamer at the bottom who fills in. Um, what I want to ask you is Tyler Croft's value moving forward after this game and Tyler Eifert continuing to be injured and and uh, Andy Dalton's use of the tight ends, does this make Tyler Croft um, – how urgently are you going to go get Croft? Let me ask you that. It makes that him way. streamable depending on the, on the, uh, the, the opponent that he's going up against. Okay. Uh, as for me, uh, you know, streaming tight ends, I've picked up and dropped Cameron Braid a couple of times this year. Um, he, is, he finally really had a great game this week. Um, but I think, uh, honestly, tight ends, tight ends are streamable. You can find someone. I mean, I almost picked up Luke Wilson for, for tonight's game in one league. And what do you know? Luke Wilson was the, was the tight end from the Seahawks to score the touchdown. So <laughs> he was the tight end to have today. He was the tight end to have. I actually wrote him in a line for Vox this week and in one of my primetime lines. So, um, you know, tight ends, tight ends are streamable. It's a matter of you'll look at the matchup, look at, look at guys that you think have the best matchup and go there. Um, Tyler Croft. If you have Tyler Eifert, you have extra. You know, you have a large bench. Sure, pick up Tyler Croft as a as a uh, as a, a handcuff, like you would Vernon Davis for Jordan Reed. If you've got a ton of bench space, otherwise, you don't need to pick up Tyler Croft. 
if he's available next week and it shows that Tyler Eifert's out again, yeah, well then yeah, go ahead and pick him up. Yeah, I... For those that read the articles on the website, I am more than likely, not to tip my hand, but I am more than likely going to make my Tyler Croft one of my avoids on the waiver wire. Do not chase points. Uh, case in point, Mercedes Lewis didn't even score a point today. Didn't even get a catch yet. today. And I was telling um, people on Vox not to chase him either. It was yeah. not going to happen. The Jets may, I don't know, maybe they're not bad anymore. I mean, maybe they just got shellacked by the Raiders one week. Um, but moving on, uh, Cameron Brait, tight Thank end you. king, four four catches, eighty yards, one touchdown, and then Charles Clay. Charles Clay, five receptions, one hundred twelve yards, did not get in the end zone. But Charles Clay, um, I, I was reading earlier and, and listening to some other podcasters. Charles Clay has been the tight end three since like week twelve of last season. I know, and so. As much as I have given him guff over the the first couple of weeks, um, Charles Clay really is someone that should start. I mean, he's obviously the number one wide receiver with as much as Zay Jones isn't producing. I know he's injured today, but with as much as he's not producing, Jordan Matthews isn't really doing as much. Um, but Tyrod Taylor, this is the the player with the most chemistry that he has, is Charles Clay. And, and you saw today, five catches, 112 yards. Um, this is someone that if he's not on your league, you need to go grab him now, especially at the tight end position, which has its ups and downs. Uh, you can get to consistency. Charles Clay may be one of the most consistent players uh, from the tight end perspective um, here for the rest of the season, especially yeah. because, like we said last week, the Buffalo Bills – the hardest part of their schedule is behind them. Uh, and so moving on to the Stings, Jason Witten, one catch, nine yards. And going into today's matchup was the tight end number three. Back-to-back weeks of only one fantasy point. Um, it's, it's one of those things that it's going to hurt. I, I think Jason Witten now comes back uh, down to uh, planet Earth. Um, but uh, Kyle Rudolph, two catches, 34 yards. I think this is more uh, because Bradford's not there. And yeah, this, that's a Sam Bradford targets. issue right there. That's a Sam Bradford issue. That is not a Kyle Rudolph issue. I think the Jason Witten issue is – he's older. I think he's going to be up and down. He may be borderline one, two by the end of the year, but you're going to have great games, and then you're going to have back-to-back games like this. Um, so you just got to find the right matchup. Uh, and then Kobe Fleener I put here um, as as the other sting. Not a lot of horrible games from tight ends this week with a game to go with Travis Kelsey. Maybe he lays a goose egg again this week. Um, uh, or Jordan Reed potentially dropping a goose egg as well. Um, but that is the Monday night game. But Kobe Fleener um, with Sneed still out, didn't play today. A lot of people still looked for Fleener to produce um, as the tight end, I think, six or seven so far this season, but didn't do it today uh, against Miami. And so that wraps up our Kings and Stings segment. Um, any other pieces you want to add before we get into the um, the review of the week? Um, no, I think that's I think that's pretty much it. Actually, I want to get to our Soul King moment of the week. 
I've got one this week. The, the sulking uh, moment of the week. Yes. So this. So for those who have who have not heard over the last couple of weeks, the sulking moment. This is the bonehead play. This is the. Um, what are you doing on Sportsman Iconic kind of thing? Uh, I ripped Richard Sherman for his um, play against Marcus Mariota and the Titans last week. The three penalties on one play and then the uh, very, very late hit on the Titans. Uh, but this is more of a bonehead play this week. Um, and it goes to the Jacksonville secondary. And here's why. Um, <laughs> yes. Wall Powell runs a sweep to the right, cuts through, kind of dives forward, but there's not a single Jacksonville player that touches him. He falls to the ground, and you see the entire secondary just kind of stop. Ball Powell gets up and runs for a total of 75 yards for a touchdown, and Jacksonville is just like, how that happened? No one touched him? And so no one touched him, 75 yards, Ball Powell scores, Jacksonville loses uh, in overtime. That's kind of the boneheader of the week, and so that's kind of the sulking moment. Well, and thanks thanks to that run, that put him at, what, 163 yards for the game in terms yep. of total rush yards? He, he broke off a couple of plays this week that I think should solidify his status as a running back two on maybe some rosters or Obviously, at least at minimum of flex. Obviously, a running back two with the with Carson and and Cook coming out and David Johnson still out. That's why I put him at a, at a two. I think I think uh, if Forte is out, he is a running back two. Yes. Period. Um, I am no disrespect against Forte, but in order for my bold prediction to happen, um, in Bilal Powell being a a running back one this year. I need him to continue to play well. You need him to keep team. doing more weeks <laughs> like this. Disappear. Um, and so we'll now go into our review of the week. This is brought to you uh, by Bluehost. So let me grab the read here. Bluehost is the number one recommended web hosting company by WordPress.org. Every account features one-click WordPress installation. Uh, Bluehost gives you over $150 in advertising offers from Google, Bing, and other leading sites to help you grow your business. Sign up today. Get your own website for as little as $3.95 per month. We at School King Football you have been using and are very impressed with Bluehost and how smooth our website has been running since we switched to Bluehost. If you want to launch your business today, go to bluehost.com slash track slash Skull King today. That's bluehost.com slash track slash Skull King. And so we'll get into the review. We'll start really, really quickly. We just want to touch on these maybe for about a minute per as we wrap up the show. Um, from the Chicago Green Bay game, is there anything that stands out to you, Ryan, that you want to talk about about this game? Um, not really, uh, other than uh, we may be looking at the emergence of Mitch Trubisky. Um, after yes. such a crappy game from Mike Glennon. Um, on top of that, uh, we'll see how long Ty Montgomery is out. Um, maybe look at Jamal, at, I believe it's Jamal Williams, or um, Aaron Jones, I think, is the more talented and better running back. He is someone to look at, at least to put on your watch list. If you have a super deep bench in a larger league, he is a guy that I would be willing to pick up as a, as a possible uh, fill-in if uh, either of the two guys ahead of him can't make it. 
Yeah, I, I'm less concerned about Ty Montgomery. It, it, it's not, a report came out today that it's not as serious as originally thought. Uh, it's still a cracked rib or, or a rib injury, so he'd have to wear a protective vest or something. Um, you carry the ball, you're running back, you're going to get hit. People are going to hit you in the body. It's something that may linger throughout the season if they don't give him a game or two to get it fixed. I'm looking more at Aaron Jones because Jamal Williams left the game with a leg injury not soon after replacing Ty Montgomery. Um, but also a recap from this one, thoughts and prayers go out to Devontae Adams and his recovery from that vicious hit that he took to the head. Yep. Uh, obviously, um, Draviathan suspended for two games without pay. Um, that hit there specifically trying to get out of the game. Um, I'm a little shocked that it wasn't a little bit longer of a suspension um, yeah. hammered down, but it's a two-week suspension without pay, and I think that's the that's enough to send a message. Uh, getting into the first game of the day, uh, once again, London games are very, very they suck. difficult. <laughs> Uh, they suck, uh, as we they really it's do. Very, very difficult to to predict any fantasy relevant stats. Obviously, you had to start Drew Brees. He's your 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 stud. Uh, Michael Thomas, you had to start. Jarvis Landry, Devontae Parker, you probably had to. Maybe not Devontae Parker, depending on on your draft and your thoughts on him. But Jay Ajayi, you had to start, and he did nothing. But what I really want to focus on is Alvin Kamara. I have been telling people to grab Alvin Kamara since I was blue in the face for the first four weeks. And, and now I really hope his, his ownership percentage skyrockets after this week because he was the most productive back. Um, he's been getting tons of chances uh, in the first three weeks. And today went 10 for 10 on catches, 71 yards and a touchdown, five carries, 25 yards was the most productive back out of the backfield. I don't think yet he's overtaken Ingram, but if he continues to produce like this, Ingram's going to be looking at sideline bench time with Adrian Peterson. Yeah, I, I, you know, he's, he has not been available in any of my leagues since week one. And week one, he didn't really produce. He just got a ton of touches, and that was enough in all my leagues for people like, oh, he's going to get a lot of work. Let's pick him up. You know, yeah. I didn't have the room at that time. Um, so yeah, Kamar's definitely got to pick up. One other thing I want to take away from uh, from this game, I don't know, Justin, if you were early up early enough to actually watch any of yes, it. Yes, I watched almost all of this game. I mean, the amount of penalties. Six thirty Pacific Coast time. <laughs> how? I mean, the amount of penalties in that game was absolutely stupid. I mean, Jai did not have a great game. But how many runs of at least five yards did he have called back because yeah. of holding penalties? Yeah, you know the 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 Dolphins could not get any rhythm going. I thought I want to say they they ran forty one total plays in this game. Yeah, there was sixteen penalties by halftime. Yeah, there was there was no way for any team to really get in a rhythm. I mean, yeah, the Saints finally finally got it going a little bit in the second half, but even in the second half they didn't do a ton. I mean, yeah, they they score what seventeen points in the second half, but even then, there was penalties on both teams. It was it was just a disgusting game altogether. Very very painful to watch the first half. Three, oh my gosh, three to zero at halftime, and that was because of a last second field goal. Yeah, in the second half. Yeah, uh, and it, three to nothing, and it or was and it it was uglier than that. If if, yeah, if it, it was uglier than that, it was much um, uglier. Uh, the announcers were just talking about how many penalties and, and everything coming back. And so uh, ugly game. I'm not looking forward to the next 
London matchup. Uh, but we'll get into Buffalo and Atlanta. Tyrod Taylor, very, very streamable quarterback, I think, here moving forward. Uh, I think Atlanta has a very underrated defense. Um, but really what stands off the page for me here is the three and one start from the Buffalo Bills now in being the leader in the AFC East. And they have an easier schedule the rest of the way than all the other teams in the division. Um, but really from this one, the receiving core still isn't doing it at all for Tyrod Taylor, Charles Clay, um, taking about 60% of all the catches this week came from him. Um, with only 12 completions, 182 yards from Tyrod Taylor. Uh, but anything concerning from you in this game, Tevin Coleman, Devontae Freeman, both produce very, very good numbers. Julio Jones does not. Muhammad Sanu does not. Taylor Gabriel uh, does a goose egg. Um, Austin Hooper does get more involved in this game, but I think that had to do more with the Jones injuries. and Sanu out than necessarily them moving him more and putting him more involved in the game. Um, I guess that covers it for that one, unless you got something. <laughs> Pretty much is it. Really, I mean, really, the Bills, the Bills offense is is Shady McCoy right now, and and Charles Clay. Um, their defense has been pretty solid to to stop up teams. Um, the Falcons, I think you know this. You know, they just got run over today. I'm not too worried about them. I you know the the guys that are, the guys that are injured will be back. So. Um, you know, there's not a, not a whole lot to take from it. They were one of the, I think, Kansas City is the is the last undefeated team, and and they play Washington tomorrow night. So, or you know, if you're listening to this on Monday, they play tonight. So yes, and I have the Redskins defense. So <laughs> their ability to cause turnovers, and Alex Smith has not. I don't. I don't I'll have to double check. I'm not sure if he's throwing a, a turnover yet this year. Um, I believe he did last week, but. Neither here nor there. Moving on. Moving on to a review of the Pittsburgh Steelers and Baltimore Ravens. Though it was a road game, the Steelers do walk away with the win. Roethlisberger struggled, as we talked about. Flacco did better? I yeah. mean, 31 of 49. I mean, that's too, way too many throws, in my opinion. Um, the story of this game, really, if, if you're looking at the Baltimore offense is Alex Collins. Yep. Who was um, cut from the Seahawks at the end of camp. Yeah. Nine carries, 82 yards, uh, 0 for 2 on receptions, one fumble. I think you're going to see Alex Collins move a little bit more into the um, more up the depth chart here. Uh, Javorius Allen and Terrence West, Terrence West both struggled. Um, Javorius Excuse me, Javorius Allen had all of his points really just come from catches. Yeah. Um, in, in six catches, 37 yards, that's where all of his production came from. Well, Alex Collins actually started this game. Yeah, he so. did start and, and started with like a 23-yard run from scrimmage, uh, and then he had a 50-yard run later. And so he is way more explosive than Allen and West combined right now from what I've seen uh, in the last two games. Granted, they did play at London. Um, last week. Um, but Mike Wallace did find his way to the end zone. Um, ho I'm hoping to see a little bit more from him. Once again, Ben Watson uh, in the concussion protocol. Um, Martavius Bryant still kind of sitting there at not really doing a whole lot. Antonio Brown, I think, just had a bad game. Um, 
any any other outliers or or pieces of information that you want to cover here other than really Alex Collins Alex Collins being the one to talk about really Collins is the one to talk about I think that he is worth picking up in especially in 12 team leagues possibly in 10 team leagues I in my 10 team league I'm struggling I think I I may have actually pulled this game out I'm I'm losing by 4 points the other guy's done and I've got Kirk Cousins going tomorrow going in the Monday night football game so I should should win that game, um, but I picked up I picked up Collins on both those both my teams there. Um, as far as the Steelers go, you know, really, you know, Lev Bell finally gets it going. Uh, Brown will have better games. I'm not worried. I'm not worried about. I'm not worried yep. about Brown. So, moving on to the Cincinnati Bengals and the Cleveland Browns, um, I think really the story here, other than Andy. Dalton riding the ship, even in the absence of Tyler Eifert. I think the real story here is Isaiah Crowell's continued struggles. Now, or, or Duke Johnson's continued success. Well, yeah, uh, that was going to be my my next one. Is the number one receiver for the Cleveland Browns is Duke Johnson, <laughs> um, with nine catches for forty seven yards and a touchdown. Um, Isaiah Crowell only seven carries. He did get one catch for seven yards. I don't think they're really sticking to the run game. Now, what hurt in this game is they got down early and had to be, had to be more involved with the passing game. But for you, how concerned are you about Isaiah Crowell? I'm not starting him again until he pops. And I don't know if I could move him, but how concerned are you with how much we talked about Isaiah Crowell before the season? How concerned are you now? I talked about him as being a possibility of a guy that could that could really break out and could have a good season just because um, they had talked about, you know, Jackson had talked so much about, you know, running the ball more and establishing the run. And they had, you know, they had improved their offensive line. Well, now, um, you know, I somewhat avoided him. Uh, to be honest, I kind of avoided him in, in drafts. <laughs> and... And because I play PPR, he he's you know he's never really had that much of a, a pass catching presence. So I went with Duke Johnson in most leagues, and that's paid off for me. So, so let me ask you this, and I think it's a little too soon to start talking about an zero and sixteen season, but I'm just going to list their next games just for fun because okay. I, I want to take this tangent. Um, next week against the Jets, do they win or lose? Where's it at? Uh, it is, is at it is at home. I think they I think they can win that game because the only two games that the Jets have won were at home. Okay, that kind of shot the game. <laughs> and, then, and then and then, okay. and, and then they're 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 two because I, I believe they've had two away games. I think they've had two home games, two away games. There were away games where they were just got awful. Yeah. Uh. So outside of next week, okay, they play the Texans the following no, week. No, they're not going to win that game. They then play the Titans, who have played horrible pass defense. Um, but I'm not looking for Deshaun Kaiser and and Kenny Britt to tear the doors or tear the covers off. No. Um, so I would look for that to be another loss. Yeah. Uh, the Vikings, the Lions, the Jaguars, and how much they've been improved. Yeah. The Bengals again, who just smoked them. The Chargers, that could be an O, o for O for game. Without the Chargers <laughs> playing, but the Chargers are playing hey. way better than their record. The charge, the Chargers were the only team they beat last year. That's right. 
Ouch. <laughs> I'm circling. I'm circling December third. <laughs> that could be very. Uh, moving on. We'll get away from poking poking the bear. <laughs> Didn't. Sh- okay. Moving on. We'll move on um, to a very, very exciting game in the Rams and the Cowboys. Um, Rams three and one, Cowboys two and two. Um, I think the the continued story here is Todd Gurley and how he is being involved in the passing game. I think McVay is genius, um, not only for what he's been able to do for Jared Goff, but now his involvement in Todd Gurley, now making him more versatile, not just throwing him through the line. I think it also helps that uh, the Rams got actual receivers this year. So Cooper cup, um, Cooper cup, very, very good game. Another TD for him. Yeah. uh, Cooper cup, uh, basically, um, I want to say reestablished himself as the lead receiver. I think they, Um, I think they finally just got him involved because he really wasn't involved the last couple games. He didn't have a whole lot of targets last couple games. So, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, Des Bryant, 5 of 13 on Yahoo. It says he was targeted over 20 times. Um, but once <laughs> again, I think a lot of that is when Dak Prescott's in trouble, he's just going to heave it at Des, um, which I don't think is necessarily the greatest idea, but he is the most talented in the receiving core. But Des gets right at his projection today, five catches, 98 yards. Once again, I'm not really looking at Des Bryant to really um, – be a number one receiver this year i'm not no i figure he'll be a he'll be a high-end number two but i'm not expecting him to to have like the the massive stats that that we are used to him having when he had romo uh and then uh as as sad as this is take a wild guess as to who the number ah darn number three fantasy productive player in this game was Number three. Number three. Outside of Todd Gurley and Ezekiel Elliott, who was the most productive fantasy football player? Jared Goff. The Rams kicker. <laughs> Zerline. How many kick? How many field goals did he have in this game? Uh, he had a field goal from uh, between twenty and twenty-nine. Two from between thirty and thirty-nine. Four <laughs> between forty and forty-nine, and two extra points. <laughs> well, for no, for four. So the four between four, that's, that means he had one of he had one of them there. So he had a forty yarder. He had two thirty yarders, and a, and one inside of you know one inside of thirty. Yeah. He scored twenty seven points. Good grief! <laughs> but no one had him. I guarantee you, he is not owned in anybody's leagues. Probably going to get picked up uh, as kickers and bye week start this next week, which is going to be Legatron. Yeah, uh, interesting um, way of of moving forward. An interesting way of adding in some things uh, of players to pick up. Uh, and then the Houston Titans game, this was just a beating. I don't this, know how much this is we just can a butt really kicking period. talk about this game. One thing I do want to note, Will Fuller um, was targeted six times, four catches, 35 yards, and two touchdowns. Did he have a drop? I can't remember. Then we'll then just wait till next week. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's one of those things. I, I almost picked him up with the news because of um, Braxton Miller being out. Thought it was going to be the number two. I was shocked to see that Ryan Griffin wasn't more involved. Um, talked about him being someone to pick up this week. Well, he was, he was targeted five times. He only got two receptions though. So, yeah. I mean, he was, he was involved. Yeah. Just, you know, couldn't it, connect. No. 
Uh, and then really quickly getting through these last ones, uh, Detroit Lions, Minnesota Vikings. Um, it's just a defensive slugfest. Yeah, Amir Abdullah almost got 100 yards. So the and record he a, is, and he got a rushing touchdown. The record almost got broken today of consecutive games without a 100-yard rusher, the last 100-yard rusher for the Detroit Lions being Reggie Bush. Um, <laughs> and so that almost went down. Stefan Diggs um, had a good game. Thielen out for a little while with that leg injury. Diggs finished uh, with what, uh, 98 yards today? 98 yards, five yeah. catches. Um, yeah. Laquan Treadwell, nowhere to be seen. Nope. Um, and he won't be. And he won't be. Um the Carolina New England, we talked about this, and I want to keep this short as we wrap up. The The real question I have for you is, um, is Cam, was today and Cam Newton's performance more about them finally figuring some things out for Carolina, or was it just that the New England defense is that bad? Yes. I think, I think it's a combination of the two. I don't think, okay. I don't think that that's... Which, was it, which is it more? Honestly, I think it's the Patriots' defense is that bad. Yeah. I think their their pass defense especially is god-awful. Um, you look at, I mean, because if you look at um, Alex, now Alex Smith has lit, has lit up them, has lit them up defensively passing. Deshaun Watson has lit them up defensively passing. And now Cam Newton has lit them up defensively passing. Yeah. Not exactly the well, it's not the who's who. It's Drew Brees did well, but yeah, but again, that was that was in New Orleans. Drew Brees is gonna throw the ball around anyways, and they were behind, so they had to throw the ball around a whole lot. But so yeah, you take Drew Brees out of that, and you had Cam Newton, who is still. I mean, I still don't think his shoulders completely healthy. But then you have then you have Deshaun Watson, who has yes shown that he is a phenomenal player and can get the job done. But he did it in New England. Alex okay. Smith did it in New England, and Cam Newton did it in New England. So let me ask you this, not to get too, too far ahead of ourselves, because we'll, we'll cover the Thursday night game, but over under right now on Jameis Winston throwing for more than 320 yards against New England on Thursday at New England in Foxborough. What is it? Who's playing against New England? Uh, the Buccaneers. James Buccaneers. Winston. So Jameis Winston? Who likes to launch the ball deep. Yeah, he could, he, he could push that, so. I'll make it easier. Over under thirty yards. Which which would you take? Three hundred yards under yeah. over. I'll take over. Uh, what about three twenty over or under? Yeah, I think he'll put up three thirty. Because I was going to go for it. I wanted to know where where you no. kind of thought that that was. I think I think in that three thirty range, as long as as long as they can as long as they can actually get that that passing game going. So keep throwing uh, the ball, Cameron Brait. Yes. Uh, we talked about uh, the great performers uh, from the Jets and Jacksonville game, so we'll skip that one. Going yeah, on to on uh, the Arizona Cardinals game and San Francisco game did go to overtime. Carson Palmer does throw for 357 yards. They're, once again, they're going to have to throw the ball. Larry Fitzgerald really only got points today because of a touchdown. This was really a kicker's game with how many field goals were kicked in this game so far, 15-18 to 18, with Arizona coming out on top. Uh, the part that concerns me is if I'm a Pierre Garçon owner, you can't really start him against anybody who's a quality corner. Nope. Um, because Brian Hoyer just isn't that good. Um, Carlos Hyde had an okay day, 68 yards on the ground, 27 in the air, um, but not really a lot there. 
Uh, Andre Ellington, five carries, 18 yards, really more catching the ball out of the backfield is where a lot of his production came in nine uh, catches, 86 yards. Might be the new um, Danny Woodhead type of role there well, that's, in Arizona. That's all Ellington's really been able to do is, is that kind of a Danny Woodhead role. So Is he Duke Johnson 2.0? Maybe, maybe, um, you know, they, I mean, because if you, I remember in the off season, they were talking about turning him into a wide receiver and running him in the slot. So yeah, I think that's, that's really what he's good for. He's not going to get a whole lot of rush yards. So that was back when they had a lot of depth at running back, <laughs> uh, moving on Philadelphia and the Los Angeles chargers, Phillip rivers continues to put his team in an opportunity to win. They just couldn't get the ball back late. Uh, Phillip Rivers, 350 yards, a touchdown, an unfortunate early fumble, which really put them in the hole. Um, Tyrell Williams, like we talked about, 150 yards, touchdown. Finally. 138 yards today on five catches. Hunter Henry shows up because of a touchdown. I think that's a little concerning. He was uh, picked up by a bunch of people because maybe they thought alternating games, maybe that's why. (laughs) I don't know. That's that's actually kind of what they did last, last year is it would, it went back and forth between Henry and Gates. So, but, but this follows Hunter Henry's production from last year. Um, He wouldn't get a lot of catches only at 36 last year, but had any touchdowns. So right now his catch to touchdown ratio is about the same as last year. Um, Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Giants. Tampa Bay walks away with the win. Both Jameis Winston and Eli Manning have very good games. Eli Manning gets a running touchdown. Yeah, Uh, what was that about? (laughs) (laughs) That shocked me. I read that stat today, and I was like, wait, a what? Um, You think he was a QB sneak? No, he ran it in from like 11 yards out. Yeah, he he had 11 yards. He had 22 rushing yards today. (laughs) Um, He was the leading rusher, just so you know. For the well, yeah, he was a leading rusher. Uh, Shane Vereen, 14 yards. Paul Perkins, 13 yards. So, wow. Eli Manning, the next Deshaun Watson. Um, are, when are they finally just going to go with Wayne Gallman for crying out loud? I don't know if that would even matter. <laughs> Probably not, but, I mean, they've got to do something. Uh, Jaquiz Rogers, uh, 83 yards against a very, very stout New York Giants defense. Uh, I think... On the short week, I think Jaquiz Rogers still gets more carries uh, than Doug Martin in the in the Thursday night game, but we'll cover that a little bit more. Right. Mike Evans, uh, very, very productive. Um, five catches, 67 yards, and a touchdown. Cameron Brait, 480 and one. Uh, Sterling Shepard, Brandon Marshall, Odell Beckham Jr. all kind of do what they were projected to do. Brandon Marshall is going to be a lot more of that short down possession type receiver now. Evan Ingram, six catches, 62 yards. There's way too much spreading around, but Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram, I think, are startable. Odell, obviously startable. Brandon Marshall, I'm not so sure, because you're not going to get yardage out of him after the catch. Um, And then the Oakland-Denver game. This one was just uh, difficult to watch. Marshawn Lynch struggled again. We talked about how Marshawn Lynch in the preseason – could, but more than likely would not produce a lot in the running game. Um, I avoided him. Derek Carr left with an injury. C.J. Anderson, 20 carries, 95 yards. Jamal Charles, 5 carries, 33 yards. And even Devontae Booker got involved as well. Not a lot to see here in this game as it was only 16-10. to 10. 
Um, Seattle and Indianapolis. This was a very, very um, difficult game to watch if you're a Seattle Seahawks fan like myself in the first half. Very, very brutal uh, start to the half. Some questionable calls, some questionable uh, ball spots by refs. Um, Very, very close. We're talking about ball spots and then by a chain, gets first down. Defense stays on the field a lot in the first half. Um, but the defense does convert and score two touchdowns for Seattle this week. 46-18, um, to 18, Russell Wilson, 21 uh, completions on 26 attempts, 295 yards and a touchdown. He did run one touchdown in. Um, Frank Gore does not... Um, become the seventh most uh, or or the seventh running back of all time on the rush list. Uh, looking to have that happen next week. T.Y. Hilton, though he had great production in the first half, didn't do much in the second half. Dante Moncrief, three catches, 30 yards, and a touchdown. Jacoby Brissett really struggled in the second half um, to move the ball. Jimmy Graham, four catches, 61 yards. That's a, a, a good performance from him so far this week. Um, but that really wraps us up. Um, I think tomorrow, um, the reason why Kareem Hunt wasn't in the Kings so far this week is because hadn't played yet. I think players that could save your week, Chris Thompson and what he's been able to do, expect Rob Kelly to make to eat into some of that Chris Thompson stuff because he's going to be the main running back. Um, I look for Terrell Pryor to possibly pop. He hasn't yet, but Kirk Cousins is heating up. Um, Tyreek Hill will do what he does, um, but really I think the difference makers uh, in this game outside of the quarterback perspective are going to be Thompson, Pryor, Kelsey, and Hill, and obviously Kareem Hunt I think um, is going to have another 100-yard game um, and find the end zone. I think uh, they've talked about not lightening his load so far, but I look uh, for Kareem Hunt to have another uh, great game and make it for – uh, all all games first four weeks to be a king of the week and so that wraps up our show for tonight we want to thank you guys for stopping by uh the skull king fantasy football podcast once again uh if you could go to itunes or however you are listening to the podcast uh give us a rating write us a review we don't care what it is but that you do it we want to thank you guys this has been our 100th episode we're looking to a hundred and a thousand more. Thanks for stopping by and enjoy the rest of your night, guys. All right, talk to you later, guys. Bye. Hey, Skull King Nation! Thanks for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.
I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. We've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates. Our exclusive rate shield approval. First, we lock your interest rate for up to 90 days. Then if rates go up, your rate stays locked. But if rates go down, your rate drops. Either way, you win. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Racial approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. 